0: whole episode taught me that people who decide to go into crime absolutely have to be some of the most risk-taking motherfuckers. I don't like the idea of people pointing guns at me. Maybe because I'm born with a skin color in which that's a high probability. You're listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Ozark. This is season one, episode six, Book of Ruth. This episode was written by Witt Anderson, directed by Andrew Bernstein, or Bernstein. I always never know, and thus I'm giving both. (laughs) I enjoyed this episode. I gave it a 9.2 out of 10. It was more of a character-driven episode, so I'm not sure with those how entertaining the audience is. Some people really like character-driven things. Some people like more action-based, but I like that we do have things moving forward with the plot. We finally have come to a place where we're not unsure of if we're going to be able to um wash all of dell's money we're to the place where we've done that and now we have this new threat emerging which are the snails which we've seen from the beginning and now in this second half uh, gearing up to the end they're gonna i believe become the primary threat in which now dell probably will get more back involved with the story so we start with marty riding his bike helmet and all safety first the fact that he will ride his helmet while riding his bike and yet is washing money (laughs) like the the contradictions are so blatantly asinine and i think it goes to how i'm starting to feel about our characters they're complex they're not black and white There are huge amounts of gray and there's some times in which you're rooting for one character and the next minute you're completely rooting for another character and none of these people are perfect in any way and none of them are people I would ever want to associate with and yet I find myself being sympathetic to moments because you you feel connected to them in a way that you didn't previously by learning more about where they come from and i think that's a really good way for storytelling because we do have a tendency in media to try to make things very easy for the audience Uh, they need to know who to root for who to not root for and so on and so forth and i like shows That don't make it easy for you that make you or challenge you to question your own ideas or the things that you can see even in someone that you would not particularly relate to or want to hang out with which in this case are the birds so while Marty is doing his bike ride he passes the church construction and is then rolled up on by Ash With one truck and another guy in another truck and a stare-off ensues. Hello,
1: motherfucker.
0: (laughs) He clearly did not understand invitation or abduction. One way or another, you were going to get in this truck before being knocked off his bike and forced into the bed. And then we get the o symbol there's a rat binoculars eyeballs and then a pool ladder and we see how all of those things unfolded in this episode charlotte and wendy come upon his bike with wendy's only action is to scream his name ineffectually at the snail farm they are giving marty the tour while he is limping And a history lesson of how their land was stolen in 1929. It's always how someone stole their land. And they were forced up the mountain where nothing grows except poppies. So yeah, that's why I became heroin drug dealers. Sure. Until his ass came along to threaten their business. And they are too damn proud to allow him to do so. And they know that he is protected And amid a few physical blows, tells him that they know enough about him. They've been in his home. And that if construction continues, they will cut Grace's, uh, what's her last name? Is it June's? Grace June's baby out with a parry knife. So they don't know who he works for. However, they know that it's big enough that he is clearly not just going to roll over and like he's more scared of his boss than he is of them so he's gonna back his boss's interest however they know that things are not quite as they seem since he left Chicago so quickly but they're not willing to risk retaliation for killing him so they're gonna threaten the Masons their child instead so he tells him I don't want any more construction to happen not one more nail, and he releases him, Marty should have done a lot more homework, but I think he was too desperate to appease Dell that he simply, like, he couldn't even fathom this threat, because there was not much he could do to deal with it, but he at least should have had the information, even if he was uh, ineffective to do anything about it, He is dropped off at home with an excuse for the kids of just being knocked over due to a phantom driver, but Wendy sees that he is shaken. Wyatt searches for food at Ruth's house while she dresses up very prettily to go see her daddy, Cade, who we've heard about, and a lot of people apparently fear, who is in jail and clearly guiding her in regards to her Martin Bird operation. He wants her to kill marty and take the cash and she says well i don't know how to clean it so what's good with the paper if i don't know how to wash it he says you're smart enough you'll figure it out morons are difficult or what did he say morons are a different species than you and i is that why your ass is in jail because you so much damn smarter i tried so hard He further tells her to find the scenario you can control and do what nature intended referencing some some special he watched on <laughs> the discovery channel this dude completely and absolutely gives off i probably molested my child behavior and have been controlling her since then her behavior indicates abuse Why else would she put on lipstick and a nice dress? We've never seen her dress up and look womanly until she goes and sees her father. Yeah, that's an indication of abuse for me. All the red flags, the way she is diminutive in his presence, the way in which he controls and manipulates her, the sexual innuendo, you got me inside of you. That is fucking disgusting. The entire time my skin was crawling. Because I knew exactly what was up. In this situation. Then we go to Roy and Russ at the motel. Russ is making his own fishing baits And is so happy to show Roy. Russ is another very complicated character. Because there are moments of redeeming qualities. Like there are things that he cares about. But he's also a closeted violent drunken rather easily manipulated uh grown man that is also misogynistic which seems to be very much the way men are around these parts of Missouri Roy talks about opening his own shop and he was thinking about using Russ and his fishing baits to sell out of his shop he says you know a lot about it so we can go into business together and we can get Marty to invest that friend of your niece's and we see what his end is Charlotte returns Wyatt's book but doesn't want to hang out and dad notices that his son has a crush on her and tells him it's not on you Charlotte doesn't know who she is yet Marty in times of struggle is leaning very hard as his wifey is now really becoming the partnership that he and the one guy who's dead i forgot his name they were um it continues to be a discussion of what they're going to do about mason's construction they decide to tell him there's been some coding violation and that they have to stop working for right now but they are going to build his church and he can go back to preaching on the lake to appease the snails then they worry about dell's money about washing it he's like what if i'm not able to do it she says we'll just run he's like all of our money are tied is basically tied up and she says well you worry about dell's and i'll worry about ours as she plans to demand a bonus which she gets twenty-five thousand, to uh sam's mother's dismay as she threatens to change her will ...calling Wendy a hussy. Now, did we hear her tell... I don't believe she told... ...Marty about the 25000 And the thing about Wendy and Money... ...is we know... ...she will... So ...she will segment some off for herself... ...and only herself, but... ...I think she really does... ...feel more... ...closer to him because of... ...where they are... ...and their need... ...the necessity to work together. And I think that's creating this false closeness that leads to a later intimacy scene that reinforces that no, these two have a lot of issues between them. One being primarily her betrayal, not once but twice. At the Blue Cat, Marty calls Ruth about some construction remodeling and a ride that she offers to give. Rachel comes in to offer more than a ride. She's like, hey. Fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. Oh my God, okay. She admits that she likes this place again and hasn't since her grandma died and that she warned him about getting her hopes up and her hopes are up. So what happens at the end is even more tragic. Then we have Wendy going outside to join Buddy. And he immediately starts talking about her kids and she says, no, I want to drown my sorrows and stress without your complaints or a misogyny because he gonna say, what's itching your crotch? Wendy said, shut up, shut your goddamn mouth. She eventually asked Buddy what brought him here. He says he worked with the union politicians in Detroit. There was trouble and then he came here for the magic dragon. And she asked what kind of trouble I killed Jimmy Hoffa they both laugh and then he asked you gonna tell me why you came here nope Wendy was very good at her politician job and she used to work for Obama why she instantly got points for that Obama, Obama say what it do but it also is a character study into who she used to be or what things she stood for at one point in her life and then she said charlotte was born and daycare was more than her paycheck so when you don't have to worry about money or chasing money that's kind of what destroyed the idealist person that she was before because she said she really enjoyed that and then she says obama became obama and now she's in missouri she's completely different from the person she imagined and even wanted to be and that's it's just builds the layers of who wendy is or the side of wendy that maybe uh marty doesn't know and i think there's a few sides of wendy that marty doesn't completely know buddy says obama is smart enough though he'll never vote for a muslim and she's like jesus christ indeed wendy indeed she asks after his heart basically you are dying horribly and you still cannot correlate the karma that you're misogynistic racist and not a very great person and still they are able to share some camaraderie with each other i did love the shot of showing the kids in the house that there's busyness going around going on as she's having this conversation they get a package When Marty comes home she tells him Dale sent it and it's a jar with a pair of eyeballs saying I got my eyes on you and you probably need to hurry up and finish because isn't there a three month deadline that they have on this? Ruth is planning to create an accident for Marty which she tests out on her own dock before uh, setting it up later for him to be electrocuted via walking up the dock stairs Ruth and Roy talk about their plan uh once not Ruth and Roy Ruth and Russ talk about the plan after Roy and Russ come to the Lickety Split to try to get her to introduce them to Marty she says that he can have his bait and tackle shop with his hunky man or friend whatever His chunk of the cash once Marty's dead and tells him exactly how she set it up. Roy asks what's in motion once they're out in the car as he doesn't want him thrown in jail because he just found him. And we see that Russ clearly has feelings for Roy and Roy is manipulating them to his benefit. This man is invested and very convincing. Charlotte decides to go to Party Cove with Zach, who should be arrested for clearly sleeping with a minor. Nobody even thinks to how you got police on the on the you know that's patrolling, but they can't be like, okay, you look like you're 15. I guess she can pass for 17. She sure as shit can't pass for 21. Ruth puts her plans in action. And I love that whole scene of them driving across the water. She's staring at Marty. You feel the anticipation of her plan. She's kind of shut off her emotions to it. She's listening to him talk about dropping off the van the next day. And then he touches the, the, uh, the ladder and nothing happens. Turns out that the plan has been foiled by Roy because russ told him everything who is almost killed by jonah who points a shotgun at him saying you need to get the fuck up off my property i don't even want to know what you're trying to say about being here you need to get gone marty tells wendy they're gonna make it clean all the money and in celebration things get awfully physical then weird and extremely dark when he fucks her basically like gary fucked her and this was you know one of those scenes where you forget you forget why you're angry at each other and Ruth or brendy i should say clearly thinks she could just slide back in her spot and everything will be just fine because gary's dead now and she's left with the only option that she really has so she has to make it work And then things getting intimate and him being okay and and happy about that moment until she goes down on him. And because he's watched that tape about a bazillion times, he's instantly back into that moment of her betrayal. And he comes back out of wanting this to be like it used to be, or that nostalgia that crept up on him. And he punishes her being like okay you want to get intimate well I'm going to reinforce in this moment what that means if we do that 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 Gary's still here it's still between us your betrayal you almost running off with the money you basically leaving me to get killed I still remember that and that's what he's doing at that moment but also I think he still is wrapped up in wanting to have like I think that Marty is one of those guys and that they haven't really gone into his psyche yet, but clearly his his numbers thing is it, it it's more forefront to him of communication. Like even when he's like talking are we going to make it, he's mainly talking about well, this at this price and that. So his emotions kind of suffer from that, I believe. And he he can't he still wants his wife. He still has that love for her, but he also still feels this horrible betrayal from her. So he's just angry, conflicted, and this was just a way in which he took that out on her. It was not a comfortable scene to watch, but I got all the emotions behind it. Also keep in mind he can't divorce her. They're stuck with each other and it's one thing when you're stuck with the other person and you hurt them it's another thing when you're stuck with the other person and you're the one that was um hurt in that situation so that compounds with the fact that they have these children and they are in some ways well he was trying to protect them and she's the one that dropped it on hey your father's into money laundering that she broke the delusion she wanted all the cards on the table and she did it for very transparent reasons as charlotte pointed out so wendy is just as complicated and nefarious as marty is but marty is starting to show that to wendy and that's not something she's seen from him which is why the next morning she was having that conversation which we'll get to in a moment ruth goes to boyd and russ who are both drunk about the failed plan and misogyny once again rears its head as boyd says you might have fucked it up russ is like uh yeah that's exactly what happened because he's protecting roy doesn't want to tell her i told someone else and then she gets um slapped in the face after she spits in his face when he tells her that you're a woman and you basically screwed up and chickened out And then we get to the morning where, over coffee, he's like, I thought you liked it. She's like, why would you think after 20 years I would like that? And it's not that she's, I mean, she's offended, yes, that he would do something like that. But it also, there's a part of her that clearly liked it. She didn't like it with Marty. And that that is bothersome to her. I think there's just, once again, a part of her that she does not intend to or never intended to give to him that he is figuring out about her and so him being like oh yeah it's almost like he's taunting her in that moment you know exactly why i thought you liked it maybe not to the extent and that of course gets her to try to figure out what his password is and she thinks it's one of the numbers on the magazine Since he's obsessed with those and make sure he has them every morning, I can see that being the case. And Marty's the kind of guy that, yeah, you probably have everything password protected in a way that nobody can get in, including his wife, and it would be something random that only he would remember. Then she finds the video that he still has not deleted, and she knows now exactly Just how far he went in finding out about her affair. And just how darkly he still holds that that betrayal to his chest. Charlotte gets her V-card taken. And then without a goodbye, Zach is gone. I'm not... You know, Charlotte's just acting out exactly how women act out. Or girls act out, I should say. And unfortunately, it's with their sexuality. And Wyatt tells her... Look they always leave you're one of us not one of them because he figures under his father's advice that if she knew her place then maybe they could make it work except she is really devastated because she comes from such a higher place than Wyatt that the crash down is pretty daunting for her. Wendy sees Ruth's black eye when she drops off the van and she attends to it. She also admits that she too was smacked around at one point until she said enough. She gives her her number and a band aid and says, Call me for anything. Now, this is another part that Ruth is seeing because the birds are really being nice to her, despite the fact that she is really a stranger to them. They, you know, Marty thanks her. You have Wendy attending to her wounds and not thinking it's okay to smack her around that's not something she wants to deal with and she's instantly made a friend by that i think with that juxtaposed against how her family treats her eventually ruth is going to have to come to a decision and if she's talking about you know how or the dad talking about how smart she is clearly she is and she knows that she this is a slow game to be played and everyone around her are the morons making the stupid decisions wasting their money and she can't get ahead because she's always at the mercy of them and their ideas or their stupidity and she's just this girl and it's always gonna be that way it's not a a even type of relationship And I think seeing the birds treat her in this respectful manner and giving her control of her own business and thinking that she's capable, I think that's going to come to a head at some point, especially after this failure. I think Cade's not going to take that too well. Wendy tells Charlotte that her toy chest is lost and sometimes things are just lost (laughs) and that she hates it here. And Wendy's like, I know, I hate it here too. She's trying to be her child's best friend instead of her parent. And I don't know if she knows how to be a parent. And that, I think, goes back to her childhood. And she just wants to be so close to Charlotte. And she ignores her son so much. I think it's that connection. Like, hmm, you're back at the place that I was when I was your age and I remember that feeling and thus I can excuse all of your behavior due to that and that's not a response that you need to be giving Rachel figures out that she has been had and her and Marty's fallout is quite explosive because she he lays it on the line tells her my family will be killed people will be sent she's already into the deep you know um she's like get out i'll call the police but he eventually chose his anger and like this is my life and (laughs) she eventually just cries because she doesn't know what to do she's compromised however you want to put this and he hasn't made threats yet but it's clear when he gets violent that threats will be coming then we have him calling wendy i love the realism moment of call wendy bird what was that you piece of shit phone (laughs) and then he passes the church and the snails find out at the exact moment they put up a fucking cross he said not one more damn nail and these motherfuckers was like well at least we can give people hope to the hope to the people that eventually this will be finished by putting up a cross and that is against the terms that we left it so now it is on and popping and that is how we leave our episode i don't think i have much more to add other than now that pretty much all the money has been washed i mean they got the materials rachel can't other than turning them into law enforcement you really can't go back On what was already done, and now that Dale has been satisfied, I think he will be stepping in for the birds. And in regards to the snails, and the snails, it's not even the birds they're going to be going after. It's the it's the Masons, or is it Mason and his wife? Because I don't know what her last name is. So very interesting on how they're going to try to protect this family who is now at the mercy of being. (laughs) being murdered or at least the wife definitely having her child be taken and her be murdered let's get into the feedback
1: is me shy i'm here to talk about ozark episode six but before i do that i want to once again give a shout out to maya and her birthday the big 112 the final year before the teenage years although she's uh, <laughs> as you said she's uh starting that early um which is what these kids are doing these days uh they stepping out really with this teenage craziness teenage angst so but yes happy happy birthday Maya all right as for this episode um well before I go into this episode which I thought was okay I mean it wasn't great it wasn't bad it was just okay it was a decent episode to me it lagged in spots but it did progress some things. so that was good um, but I wanted to address something that was talked about last episode or last podcast and we or clarify something, um, uh, when it comes to Jonah, um, I, and, and here's the thing, you know, in my, I guess in the job, the type of job that I'm doing, um, and the kids that I work with, my mind automatically goes to a certain place at times, um, without me even thinking about it. And so When I say that his behavior is weird, I mean, it can be normal behavior for his age um, because, you know, as y'all know, I have three boys and they are... (laughs) I definitely remember them being Jonah's age. It wasn't that long ago. So although it was a while for me, I'm still involved in those types in that age group because of my job and my kids. So what I was... I guess trying to get at is that that is concerning along with the fact that what he what has happened with his family and it's something that I feel like he needs to talk to someone about before this turns into a thing. And I think even you, Christina, was saying that Jonah's going to kill somebody one day. And I believe that, too. And then this episode, and last episode, with him having the rifle and then him wielding that rifle when he was pointing at Roy. I mean, that's that's the stuff I'm talking about. It's like, this is not the norm. I mean, in a, that in and of itself, sure. Kids are curious. They'll, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. But it's the totality of it. It's the thing that's going on with his family. Then him being fixated with uh, or not curious um, about um the innards of dead animals and watching vultures prey on dead animals. And then or dead stuff, or dead things. And then the him being so socially, you know, not... Or isolated or alone so it just said those things that it just brings it to mind for me that this isn't exactly the average situation and that this can lead to some other things I'm not saying he's gonna grow up to be a you know serial killer or sociopath or whatever I'm saying these types of behaviors that he's exhibiting are concerning and it needs to be explored and not just oh yeah this is not casually um dismissed or talked about over the table and then oh yeah let's move on with our lives because as you can see in this episode he's willing to rifle again and pointing in at roy like that's that's (laughs) you know so there's there's just things that that are concerning um so but again it could be something could be nothing but that to me is not normal Um, behavior what he's doing right now so and that needs to be talked about and he needs to talk to someone about before it leads to someone dying or you know whatever the case may be but i'm just you know but as for this episode um like i said it was okay um there was some so we know that rachel delusional bubble has finally busted when it comes to marty she found out about his shady dealings and she was just you know beside herself marty was you know trying to explain it and sweet talker and so that would be interesting so basically you know everything imploded in the end everything came to it like it's so much like they thought and I, I was like oh yeah this is the calm before the storm they're like all celebrating and oh yeah we've we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and now the church thing is you know falling apart the blue cat thing is falling apart ruth is trying to kill marty and wasn't successful thanks to russ telling roy who sabotaged that um but yeah i mean again there was some light. a lot of character moments that it progressed the story so I I mean I will give it that uh like I said it was just some spots where I was just like not really that interested like the Charlotte stuff I really wasn't um interested in that whatsoever I mean it's like I mean I, I again she's just being a teenager making teenage choices and feeling the consequences of those choices so I don't I mean that's that's that for charlotte and we got i mean if you can hear music i mean my kids just don't know how to play music without you know the whole world needed to know they're listening to music we see jacob and i know i'm bouncing all over the place in this episode we see jacob shaking marty down um telling him about his business his ecosystem and how he's disrupting his, his little ecosystem he had going on um with the you know the booby bar and the titty bar and now the church that was supposed to be on the water and now he's about trying to bring it to land so he's like look dude you need <laughs> to cease and assist or things are going to get ugly quick and of course, Marty tries to uh, cause they they're threatening his family again. So he goes to the uh, Mason and, his, and the church guy and tries to get him to, well, he did talk him out of continuing the build saying that there's some cold stuff. But so apparently Mason still like, well, I want the cross to still be up there just to let them know that one day this will be here so obviously he doesn't know why that's not a good idea um we have marty being very oh my god like why marty (laughs) um when he's having sex with wendy he basically reenacts the scene that he saw wendy and gary do in the video i'm like oh my god that is I'm, that is just i don't know I, I don't know how to describe that i was just not i was just grossed out by it I'm like oh god oh why would you oh marty and then he's like oh that's i thought you would like it <laughs> like, did you have to do the exact same thing that gary did could you not have you know change change it up a little bit oh I got the hiccup sorry uh because of course Wendy gets suspicious she's not dumb now either she knows Marty like the back of her hand I mean they've been married for 20 something years so I kind of but I'm like really so you just pick up a random magazine and put in the numbers the barcode numbers and it just so happens to be the right one i'm like i'm mm, i'm not no i mean come on now that that was just too random and too whatever but what i mean however it gets her into the laptop and seeing what her suspicions was telling her um i just think marty went down weird lane with that creeper lane with that performance. So, um, of course we got Ruth trying to kill Marty and I think I said that already, that getting sabotaged. Um We got Roy and Russ continue on, Roy trying to get in to this Marty thing through Russ. So we see his angle and trying to expose Marty. So that would be interesting going forward. Then we see Ruth with her father who I'm like, dude, how are you going to say you got me inside you? I'm like, yeah, player, you in jail. So that's not the, you know, I wouldn't be all boisterous about that. I mean, like, if that didn't get you far, did it? Huh. Like anyway, uh I'm on the tired side so I will leave it at that and call it so until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy
0: that was her shyness with thoughts on the episode so Maya appreciates the shout out for the birthday uh you thought it was a decent episode but lagged so yeah it was a more character driven episode for sure um I, and I agreed that and I thought I stated that Jonah is at a turning point where his naturally morbid and isolated persona can definitely swerve one way or the other without proper intervention. However, I think it's easy to only associate these type of behaviors with serial killers or, or violent crimes or even insanity. And we are all prone to go with our instincts. So that makes sense with your profession Um, I just was basically making a case for it's not only associated with those behaviors that they can actually be a normalizing behavior for, uh, if it wasn't exasperated by, as you stated, the circumstances in which he is exposed to his, 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 um, his environment and jonah pointing a gun at roy i will say was more of a sensible thing than a concerning thing there is an unknown man on my property i've been taught by buddy to defend myself unknowingly to his parents mind you but i'm just saying get the fuck up off my property you walking on grounds that do that's not concerning that's just i mean he is already in the tipping scales of which His family circumstances have solidified his fate. It's too late now. So that's what I mean by he's going to kill someone. It's already too late for him. It could have went a different way. But it is because of his circumstances going to go in a direction that's unfortunate. And I definitely think it's okay to be repulsed by by Marty's actions. Um, However, it was clearly him you know caught up and i think i explained that in in the nostalgia of the moment and then him being kind of smacked back literally in you know her giving her the same him the same blow job that he's seen his wife give gary with much more enthusiasm or the same amount of enthusiasm it's a wound between them that can't just be forgotten Not to mention she loved Gary, and I think she loving him is the worst part. Marty has the same barcode on all his magazines, I'm guessing? I don't know. It wasn't too much of a stretch for me. And I think that you may have missed the euphemism on the the Ruth one. I could be wrong and misreading that entire scene, but yeah, I've just... Never seen. I never went to go look at my dad or visit my daddy and said, "Let me put some makeup on." It's that special of a visit? No. And that and I've never had someone say, "I'm inside of you," like a part of me is inside of you. That's so just not in a not so. It's a slimy thing to say. I've never had my parent talk to me in such a clearly sexualized manner. And then her look afterwards, you know, like it's hitting, It's he, he still controls her and he does it because of that, probably at an early age. We don't know where her mama is. Clearly she was even uncomfortable getting female attention. She doesn't seem to hang out with a lot of women. Um, so he probably kept her very much uh, under his thumb. And he is uh, is uh, manipulating her, even from a jail cell. That, to me, shows the power that you ain't even got to go see this man, and yet you choose to, and there doesn't seem to be love there. It seems nothing but dictation and fear. The only time will tell. And with that, let's get into what Queen Mimi thought about the episode.
2: What up, Christina? It's Mimi. This is my feedback for Ozark season one episode seven i just finished watching it and i gotta say i mean it was entertaining there was some moments in there where i just rolled my eyes so hard i think damn near gave me a headache or i laughed when it was clearly not supposed to be a funny scene um first i want to talk about charlotte because that's the scene that had me just wanting to pull out my eyelashes because she's so fucking stupid and annoying Constantly, and I just don't understand. If I had children that I just moved to a completely different state in a completely different kind of culture than they're used to, they're used to being wealthy suburbanites, and you have them in a like podunk, poor tourist town. Like, why are you not keeping tabs on them? And if your daughter is working at the blue cat, why are you letting her just wander off in the middle of working? Like you, you can't go out on a boat because you're supposed to be working. If they gone, when you get off, then you got to find some different plans. Like that whole, her being able to just leave all willy nilly, you could tell her parents own it. Cause that's not a real, you not, you can't do that a real job. You can leave, but you ain't going to come back to a job the next day. And what was the point of that stupid ass fuck boy asking her if she was old enough, you know, how old she is if she's old enough to drink and then not even asking her how old she was because he clearly didn't give a shit and i could tell exactly what before anything went down when they when they were on the boat and he was like showing her how to steer whatever I, i could see right through him i i know guys like that and i see right through it the reason you mess with these girls that are young you know they're young way too young to even be at a party with alcohol they couldn't even serve alcohol because they're not even 18. And you know that he knew when he saw her behind the bar that she was underage. I'm not saying he knew she was 15, 16 and 15 aren't the same thing. But some disgusting ass boys think 16 year olds are old enough to make executive decisions and adult like decisions. I don't know. Sometimes 15 and 16 don't make a difference to them. Sometimes 15 is just disgusting, but 16 is okay. But either way, you can look at her and tell that she's young. And she's young-minded, so he knew exactly that. Like he, what he was doing when he tried to get her to come out with him, he's she's very naive, very manipulatable. I don't even know if that's the word, but he knew he could manipulate her. And girls his age, women his age, see right through his shit. And I feel like guys like that would have to work too hard to fool a girl, a woman their age. So that's why they they fuck with young girls that are in high school because they know they can. Pull game on them and do the bare minimum because they'd be impressed like oh my god you can steer a boat okay great are you can you pilot a plane do you have some credentials like what are you going to school for like you can steer a boat that has a steering wheel and it looks just like a car like that's not that impressive so i'm not surprised he played her um I'm not surprised at all because I saw it coming when he talked to her in the bar about being from Chicago. Even though it's not Chicago, it's Illinois, you dumbass. Chicago is a state and both of y'all are from the suburbs, okay? So they're not the same thing. And for the record, Naperville and Chicago aren't even that close. Naperville is probably like an hour and 40 minutes away, an hour 45 minutes away from Chicago. If you're lucky, maybe you can get there in an hour and 30 minutes but definitely, definitely not close, and the suburb he's from, I don't even remember, it was lame, he's lame, and she's so dumb, and the even, the worst part about the whole thing is, I'm pretty sure she lost her virginity to that dumbass boy, and I think that the, what is that, that boy's, Russ's son, I forget that boy, the little, the little dork that threw her off the boat, I feel like he made like he poured salt in the room wound it was unintentional but he poured salt in her wounds and being in (laughs) play by saying the you know the tourists always leave that's what they do I guess you're one of us now like I think that just set her over the edge she was just distraught and she started crying and that's the scene that made me laugh like I don't know it wasn't supposed to be funny but I was dying everything about that was so fucking hilarious like, she was sitting there looking dumb as fuck when she saw his boat just docked there. They told you what happened, but you had to see it for yourself. And then you saw it. And then to know that Russ's son know what happened to you. And he was like, you know, I, I mean, I could have told you if you'd have asked. They always leave. And you aren't one of them. You're one of us. So, you know, this is what they do. <laughs> and when the realization hit her, that shit was terrible she was disgusted and I laughed so hard it was so funny like I said I know it wasn't supposed to be funny but it I had to pause it because I was laughing so hard the other thing I want to talk about is Ruby because when well, the scene opened when her when she was in there talking to her dad I mean the fact that she got dressed up and put on lipstick to see her dad I don't know it's just something a little creepy about it it just felt I felt uneasy by seeing how she was dressed and seeing that she cared about her parents go see her dad in prison. Um, The whole conversation like her bravado like shrunk when she was in front of him. And the thing that I just can't fathom is that why are you listening to someone who clearly isn't as smart as he thinks he is? Because if he was that smart, he would not be in jail. And if he was smart enough to go to jail, he would be in a very lightly secured white collar kind of jail. Your father is clearly not that smart and he can't be smarter than the person than, than Martin Bird. And I, for the life of me, I don't understand how her killing him is going to like going to be beneficial to her. Like the lady that owns the bar that you work, that you wanted to work at, hates your guts, the town hates you. And if the owner of the building that you work in dies, you think his wife is not going to know that you had something to do with it. And even if she doesn't put it together, you think she's going to allow you a thief, a known thief. She knows you're a thief. She knows you stole that money to, to be a manager of the Lickety Splits. I just I just don't understand what Ruth is trying to do. Like maybe after your podcast, maybe you can shed some light on it. But I don't understand how her killing him, even if she gets away with it, is going to benefit her. You still haven't learned all of the tricks. Like, yes, he has that cash, that uh, sewage full of money that keeps getting smaller, but you haven't learned how to wash it yet. So how is that helping you? I don't, I just don't get it. Sorry, I had to pause. My son just likes to bother me. I want to encourage him because he's coloring again and painting and actually living life like a human being. So I didn't want to brush him away, but uh, I'm pretty sure I was done talking about Ruby. Ruby, I keep doing that. Ruth, I keep calling her Ruby. I don't know why. Probably because we have a lot of shows with the name Ruby in it, or a lot of shows I'm watching with the name Ruby in it. So, Ruth just sounds like an old school mom. So, I don't expect her to be um, named Ruth. Oh, side note, when she got slapped by Russ and he made, said something about a jerry curl, i didn't want to laugh at that joke but it was kind of funny and he's clearly like oh i I know what i wanted to talk about because the last episode when i can't remember the fbi agent's name but he you know was doing what he needed to do to finesse russ oh he interrupted me again i was talking about the fbi agent that i don't remember his name and to be frank i don't care to learn it um, the only reason I know Russ's name is because you said it in your last podcast and for whatever reason it stuck out to me because I didn't even realize Russ was old dude's dad which whatever gay men have kids all the time um, but I just I could never ever be okay with my son being with a closeted gay man because them motherfuckers are violent and I don't know if they just come to terms with it because sometimes they want to be with someone who clearly is in the closet but seriously if i had a gay son i would be like if he don't want to be with you in public you need to leave him alone and especially if he hits you because he's mad and he's fucking gay that's a toxic start to a relationship and y'all don't need to be together i mean i guess you know If you just want to smash him, I mean, I hope I don't ever have the conversation with my son while he's young like this, but if y'all just smash it, that's fine, but don't catch feelings because these motherfuckers is violent. Like that, the way he just punched them and shit, like, and I feel like he's dealt with stuff like that before. So he knew it was probably coming in, coming, but whatever that whole storyline. I know what he's trying to do, but I just feel like he is obsessed in a dangerous way. And I feel like I don't know anything about the way the law works, but I feel like, can you really use any information that Russ gives you when they find out that you have a sexual relationship with him? Like, I, I just, I just don't know where he's going with this. And I feel like whatever information you get is going to be tainted. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, and lastly, I want to talk about that scene with Wendy and, um, Marty, cause Marty, <laughs> I, I mean we know he watched that video a lot of times and he would watch it in the most inappropriate times but that whole sex scene was just so uncomfortable for me it just looked like nobody was enjoying themselves and I just couldn't understand why they were making it so slow and so drawn out and then for her to like say why why did you do that you've never done that before bitch you know exactly why he did it and then she just proved her own point but the way she found out his uh, password by using the code on one of his magazines he is such a fucking dork I I can't even and you could just tell he's really good with numbers because nobody else would remember that shit no what I gotta be honest with you I I like I remember now seeing it but I wouldn't even think that there would be numbers on a damn magazine he is such a damn dork and oh lastly let me really quickly talk about the snails because Marty had to know that these motherfuckers were dangerous. Um, I just don't understand why he don't tell uh, Dale about it because I personally would be like, I ran into a snag here. Apparently there's some mudder laundering and this place is not untapped because someone's been doing this for decades. And he threatened me and now we might not be able to pull your quota because he told me I can't do it. And he threatened to kill my family so I'm gonna need you to come handle this like I would have I would have pulled my big guns but I I guess I don't know Marty like I understand he's in hot water but he is he is cleaning this money and he has to be like I'm assuming he's giving Dale updates I'm not sure maybe he hasn't talked to him I don't know but if you know your boss has a bigger dick why aren't you using that resource I don't know and the whole snail family look gross and they look like they might stink. And I don't mean like, you know, just like gold trash. I mean like outside and must and feet, corn chips and horse manure, grass and like just all outside. Ugh, Ugh. they just the men just look like they smell terrible, especially their muscle. He looks like he don't even wear deodorant. Um, and if you could just explain to me what was the significance of the church cross, does that mean someone is building it? He just looked like that was a threat, but I, I don't know if that's a threat from Dell or if that was supposed to be a debt, a threat from the snail family. I don't know, I, I missed it and I didn't care enough to rewind. I don't, I'm not sure. So, hopefully, your podcast can clear that up. So, I'm gonna end it here until next time. Love, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the Couch, we me out.
0: Mimi said it was entertaining <laughs> so some notes on uh your feedback yes Charlotte is a very very annoying teen uh and 21 is the age to drink man I'm not 18 I know you knew that but you were criticizing her parents so it's kind of not her fault that she is the way she is and let's just face it we as black women are never going to relate to white girl problems it's just not something that we we can be like oh i I remember when i felt that no wow so i am the only one picking up on the k vibes it would seem (laughs) in the controlling nature um so i guess we'll we'll see time will tell with that one and she did herself say it was a stupid idea to kill martin for the exact same reasons. she's like yeah i don't know how to wash this money so let's just give it time and then her father is just like no and then you also have russ coming up to her with his plans so she feels bullied into doing something that she knows is not particularly smart and then yeah closeted men can be very violent but being forced to hate your sexuality likely with violence your whole life starting from your your family you know he's clearly soft somewhere But I also believe he's. you can only become what you have been reinforced to become. It's hard to break a cycle. I can say that. Um, It's not an easy thing. And clearly if anyone ever found out about this. Like this is something he keeps on the DL DL DL. Um, Like in some places in the country this shit is illegal. And people will literally kill you for it. Or beat you to death. And so that kind of fear, living with that kind of fear, can also create a lot of violence and can really psychologically, I think, distort your perception. So I think that's why I'm empathetic towards him, but I don't excuse his behavior. Because slapping a woman, even though she did spit in his face, and I'm sorry, but spitting in my face is one of those things where you just don't do Yes, you don't hit a woman, but I can see you having uh, an immediate reaction. But this does not seem like the first time that he's put hands on her. And Roy is obsessed in a dangerous way. I think me saying I root for Roy doesn't mean I disregard the fact that he is doing something that is obsessive. But I'm also not convinced that this is not what people do undercover. We've heard the stories, at least I've watched the specials, where shit gets undercover and you're working the case and shit gets very gray and sometimes you might have to cross a line and to prosecute that case they might excuse those lines that be crossed like sniffing cocaine or having sex with someone it's been done i don't not believe that you to get into these type of things you don't make concessions to morality and if he gets the job done and it can be effectively done. It can be excused, but it's not right. But it's not. I'm not naive to n- believe it doesn't occur. And remember that these are criminals. And as much as you, you, well, I guess justification is you shouldn't be criminal to catch a criminal. But at the same time, do you really believe that? Is is <laughs> it's one of those things where i want to uphold the moral idea but at the same time i realistically don't believe that that's a hundred percent possible but i think that there are some lines that are are clearly like she shouldn't be crossed with the criminals yes it's with the innocent people that like i don't feel bad that russ is being used (laughs) right However, if someone like, I feel bad that Rachel got fucked over because she did get fucked over. She should be angry what he did for, for how it ruined, but it helped her. But now she's involved in something she did not sign up for. And yes, it is very uncomfortable that, that sex scene, but I think it really did serve a purpose to mentally, uh, reinforce what came before that's not ever really been addressed and i think it's the breaking point between these two people and will always be it's imprinted now um i don't know if that's gonna ever change because if she was clearly willing to go there at one point what's to say if things get better that she won't be willing to go there again he can never really trust her again And then I think that he can't tell Dale or get him to intervene with the snails because they're right. He hasn't proven himself. He has to wash that money in order to get back in the under the protection. This is a freebie that he's doing. He's not even doing it for the cartel. He's doing it to prove that the cartel should keep him alive. And I think that's the the difference of why he can't just get him to intervene here. But now that he has shown that he's washed this money, all he has to do is try to keep these innocent people from <laughs> now stopping because he also promised to wash another for five years. That's getting him back in the business, is the five year deal. So these innocent folks, if he calls Dale, Rachel, is she a problem? Yeah, Dale's gonna take her out. You got her business now. So to stop her from coming, going to the cops, I got she gotta go. He's trying to convince her. <laughs> so now he, yeah, I, I can see why he hasn't called him yet. But now it's too late. Now with the the nail in the cross and the snails basically declaring warfare, he's gonna have to call Dale, and it is gonna get unfortunate. But. I have a feeling that it's going to be the Mason and his wife that suffers the most. And I think that is all that I have on your feedback. So yeah, it is a very entertaining show. I won't say it is one in which I'm like, I really want this person to win or this person to win. Because Roy, clearly he, I mean, he did save Marty's life, but his goal is, much bigger, and um, I don't know. Thus far, he hasn't crossed any lines for me. Like, just deciding to sleep with your enemy, eh, it's your body. <laughs> you wanna uh, give it to this man for for the cause? That's uh, maybe a line you wouldn't cross, and that's fair, but he figures that that's what I have to give up um, to, to get in then that's a price i think anyone is willing to excuse for the moment but he could definitely go into the other the other side and cross the line so uh if you want to join our conversation blackoutcouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share subscribe until the next time peace hair grease on magic